This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jonathan Burchard, jonathansgolfshop.blogspot.com, Perth, Western Australia, August 2009. The Clicking of Cuthbert, by P.G. Woodhouse, Forward. Dedication. To the immortal memory of John Henry and Pat Rogie, who at Edinburgh in the year 1593 A.D., were imprisoned for playing of the golf on the links of Leith every Sabbath the time of the sermonses, also of Robert Robertson, who got it in the neck in 1604 A.D., for the same reason. 4. This book marks an epoch in my literary career. It is written in blood. It is the outpouring of a soul as deeply seared by fate's unkindness as the pretty on the dog-leg hole of the second nine was ever seared by my iron. It is the work of a very nearly desperate man, an eighteen handicap man who has got to look extremely slippy if he doesn't want to find himself in the twenties again. As a writer of light fiction, I have always till now been handicapped by the fact that my disposition was cheerful, my heart intact, and my life unsoured. Handicapped, I say, because the public likes to feel that a writer of farcical stories is piquantly miserable in his private life, and that, if he turns out anything amusing, he does it simply in order to obtain relief from the almost insupportable weight of an existence which he has long since realized to be a washout. Well, today I am just like that. Two years ago, I admit, I was a shallow farceur. My work lacked depth. I wrote flippantly simply because I was having a thoroughly good time. Then I took up golf, and now I can smile through the tears and laugh, like Figaro, that I may not weep, and generally hold my head up and feel that I am entitled to respect. If you find anything in this volume that amuses you, kindly bear in mind that it was probably written on my return home after losing three balls in the gorse, or breaking the head off a favorite driver, and with a murmured, brave fellow, brave fellow, recall the story of the clown jesting while his child lay dying at home. That is all. Thank you for your sympathy. It means more to me than I can say. Do you think that if I tried the square stance for a bit? But after all, this cannot interest you. Leave me to my misery. Postscript. In the second chapter, I allude to stout Cortez staring at the Pacific. Shortly after the appearance of this narrative in serial form in America, I received an anonymous letter containing the words, You big stiff! It wasn't Cortez! It was Balboa! This, I believe, is historically accurate. On the other hand, if Cortez was good enough for Keats, he is good enough for me. Besides, even if it was Balboa, the Pacific was open for being stared at about that time, and I see no reason why Cortez should not have had a look at it as well. P. G. Woodhouse End of foreword.